You're listening to the Eastside Church Sermon Podcast Series. We are a United Methodist congregation in East Atlanta Village. We seek to be creative, historic, inclusive, and justice-oriented. We are thrilled that you found our podcast, and if you'd like to learn more about our community, visit our website at eastsideatl.org. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm so thankful for God's grace and God's presence. Thankful for this worship team as you all have walked us into these moments. I'm thankful for Chelsea. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for our entire AV team. I'm thankful for those who are are with the, the little ones whose pitter-patter of feet we will hear shortly. Can we give God a hand of praise for everyone who's in the kids zone right now? Thankful for our justice ministry. Thankful for every way that God moves. I'm, I'm thankful for each of you for the ways in which the Spirit moved last week as I was away from everyone. Thank our worship team and all of those who helped worship to come to pass. I, I thank Reverend Nathalie Nelson Parker for the ways in which she was a part of the life that God is birthing here. But most importantly, family, I thank God. I thank our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful to the Holy Spirit for this moment in which we are enwrapped, this moment in which we are engaged. And I'm praising God in advance for all of the amazing things that are going to continue to happen here as the Spirit of God moves through us at Eastside. And so in that vein, we look at the book of Hebrews, the third chapter, verses one through six. And the words read, therefore, Brothers, sisters, all, all who are partners in the heavenly calling, think about Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. Jesus was faithful to the one who appointed him just like Moses was faithful in God's house. But he deserves greater glory than Moses in the same way that the builder of the house deserves more honor than the house itself. Every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant in order to confirm the things that would be spoken later. But Jesus was faithful over God's house as a son. We are his house if we hold faith, if we hold on to the confidence and the pride that our hope gives us. Family, pray with us this morning as we examine the idea we are being built. We are being built. Lord God, in this moment, make our hearts and our minds good ground that we might walk through this movement, this part of the movement of worship in ways where you birth what only you can birth. 
birth light, birth love, birth peace, birth power, birth justice, birth compassion through the ways we continue to interact right now, Lord God. Let there be a divine dialogue between us and you in this moment. And as we hear that which you are saying, let us run and live it out. Let us run and tell the story. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I am so thankful to be able to look out upon this congregation and see your faces and think about the ways that God is moving. And, and as I look out upon the congregation, I, I think of how every single breath, every single moment of every single day gives us a chance to grow. Every single breath, every single moment of every single day gives us a chance to be built up, to expand, to, to evolve in the ways that, that God pours God's own self and God pours the light of Christ into our hearts and our minds that we might pour that light into the world. You see, with Jesus as our example, we are taught what it means to love our neighbors. With Jesus as our example, we are taught what it means to love God in ways where our lives become emanations of devotion that call us to love justly and love mercy and walk humbly before God. With Jesus as our example, we have opportunities to, to recognize and learn of how the gift of grace was given to you and I before we knew we needed it. We have opportunities to, to walk into understanding that, that once we have faith in Christ and receive that gift of grace, we are blessed with an amazing experience to grow more and more like Christ daily as we live into all that the gift of grace offers. And this gift of grace is so precious and astounding that oftentimes we don't even have the words to describe the way it impacts our lives as it builds us up and helps us grow, as it walks us into healing and walks us into transformation, as God steps in and takes moments of our lives that seem like darkness and death and desperation that will receive no clear answer, but God shows up and shows us how even those moments are meant to empower us and to lift us and to gift us with an experience of growth that often exceeds the best prayers that we are praying for ourselves. The best prayers that, that we're praying for others. The, the best ways that we, we ask God to move and, and be the difference maker in our lives and in, our, and in situations we encounter. And in today's text, we find ourselves reminded of that growth. And we find ourselves reminded that as that growth occurs, that that growth is never just for each of us individually. But that growth is for us as a family. 
as a divine family, as a spiritual family brought together by the grace and the love and the presence of God in our lives, if we focus a little bit on verses four through six in this third chapter of Hebrews, hear what the word says to us. It says, every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant in order to affirm the things that would be spoken later. But Jesus was faithful over God's house as a son. We are his house if we hold on to the confidence and the pride that our hope gives us. This house, this house of God, this house, this house of God, we are the house of God. But let us not simply think of house in this circumstance as a physical structure. Let's not simply think of house as a physical dwelling. Let's not simply think of house as a place with an address on a street in a city somewhere where sometimes the mail lands and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Let's think of house as a family. House as a people united by common ideals and beliefs. House, a, a people united and joined together by ways of being and thinking and doing that indicate the family from which they come. Daily, we are being built as the family of God. Daily, we are being molded and shaped as the offspring of God. Daily, we are being pushed to become more and more of the children of God that we were truly made to be as our life in Christ pushes us to grow in love and our life in Christ pushes us to grow in wisdom and our life in Christ compels us to walk into the gift of rebirth into God's kingdom in ways where our hearts and minds become vessels of hope and healing for the community. You know, a couple of days ago, on August 10th, I had a very surreal spiritual moment that I actually have every day, every year on August 10th. As I shared last week, I'm, I'm thankful for the ways that God moved last week as, as I was in Brazil working with pastors regarding things like the things that we're dealing with here. How do we live as a church in a society that's constantly shifting? How do we live as a church in a society where there's political upheaval? How do we live as a church where there are so many doubtings at times, the, the efficacy of the church, but, but how do we live as a church where God's presence can be felt and, and seen and known and experienced? And, 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 I, and I was blessed to be a part of a team working with about 100 pastors and lay people from Brazil, just helping them walk through all the stuff that we're walking through on a daily basis. And so on the 10th, it was our last day there, and, and we were leading worship 
and I was asked to, to do a, a, a prayer, a, a prayer that was a response to the sermon. I'd already had an opportunity to preach twice the week before, but then my, my role for that last service when we were with our, our new extended family was to write a poem that was a response to the sermon. And so in the sermon, in the, in, in the, in the poem, I kind of found myself dwelling on this idea that we're streams, that we're trees planted by streams of water. And there was all this water imagery and this renewal imagery that kept coming up in the poem. And so I shared with my translator, the translator who was helping me, I was like, you know, today the 10th is special for me because 37 years ago today, I was baptized as a believer. And every year on August 10th, I pause to remember my baptism. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm just amazed and blown away. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm thinking about my family who was there with me. I'm thinking about friends who were there with me. I'm thinking about, about, about my pastor who was there. I'm thinking about deacons in the church and those in the church who were praying over me. And I'm like, oh my God, and now 37 years later, here I am in South America engaging in this experience with people who are just trying to hear what God is saying about their lives, trying to hear how God is moving in, in their branch of this spiritual family of which we are a part. And my translator looked and said, you know, it's very interesting that on this day that you write this poem in response to the sermon and you're thinking about the fact that you were baptized 37 years ago today, you notice all the water imagery in your poem? It's like God's just stirring something up inside of you that you didn't even realize as you're remembering your baptism and seeing how it relates to what we're experiencing here right now. And he simply said in English, isn't God good? <laughs> and, and I said, Carlos, you are exactly right. God is good. Because what was happening for me in that moment was God was helping me to see and understand that this blessing that we have as a spiritual family, this blessing that we have in being a part of the household of God is not just a localized blessing. It's not just a blessing that is, is constricted to life in America. It's not just a blessing that is constricted to any one of our ethnic backgrounds or our socioeconomic backgrounds or, or any of those, those labels that we place upon ourselves and others place upon us. This gift of being part of the family of God is a universal gift that is given that says where God is saying, I want it to be well with your soul, no matter what language you speak, no matter your background, no matter your age, no matter who the world tells you who you are, you belong to me and all of you are my children. We are part of the family of God. The gift of grace allows us to live as the family of God. The gift of grace allows us to connect and see how God will move in our lives as part of the family of God. One of the ways I'm always blown away at how Jesus taught us this is through the Lord's Prayer. And whenever I read the 
traditional version of the Lord's Prayer and we jump in, I can only think, I just think divine family. Here's why I find myself thinking divine family. It's in the first two words of the Lord's Prayer when in Matthew 6, the disciples say to Jesus, Lord, teach us how to pray. I always stop at these two words. The first two words, when the disciples say, Lord, teach us how to pray, our Father. Our Father. Our, not my Father, not their father, <laughs> but our. And then this idea of divine parentage that's indicated with the next word, father. This idea of divine parentage, our family. And then this prayer is only about five lines long, but in each line of the prayer, the word us is tagged with our. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our, us, 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 and a we thrown in for good measure. We are part of God's divine family. And then, okay, let's not even stop there. Let's get to Matthew 23, this idea of divine family, where Jesus is lamenting about this idea of, okay, I'm, I'm here to, to pour grace. I'm here to pour love. I'm here to pour comfort. I'm here to pour healing. But some folks just don't get that I am here to be that difference maker who brings the divine family together. And he says in this beautiful imagery of divine parentage that it is like desiring to be a, a hen brooding over her chicks to cover them and to keep them. And so again, here's this image of divine parentage as a parent covering only the way a parent can, as a parent nurturing only the way a parent can, as a parent caring for only the way a parent can. We are part of a divine family. But it's interesting when I look at that text, now think about the ways that sometimes God is attempting to be that divine parent. <laughs> but you know, sometimes as that hen is trying to gather those chicks in as, and cover them and keep them, you know, we can, we, we can sometimes think we kind of have all the answers. And, and God can be saying, let me gather you here. And sometimes we can say, okay, God, I, I, I appreciate that, but I got it this time. Or, or, or there are times where, where, where God is saying, let me be that protection and that cover. It's like, okay, no, no, God, I, I, I really, I really, I, I got it this time. And, and then and God is saying, no, slow down. Think about the situation. Talk to some folks who can help you work through it. Try to have a deeper understanding. But it's like, no, 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 God, I, I really, I, I got it this time. And how many of us have said, I, I, I've got it this time. And, and then the next thing you know, we, we, we're reaching out to the prayer warriors and say, hey, can you pray for me in this situation? Because I've gotten in this situation, and, and, and I don't, we'll always say, I don't know how I got into it, 
when we really do know how we got into it. But nevertheless, sometimes those circumstances create the peace and be still moment. Whereas God is reaching out to cover us, we can finally receive the way that grace is seeking to move in our lives. Family, and you will learn, you will hear me use that word again and again. Family, I will use that word again and again. Family, I will use that word again and again because we truly are God's family. But there's a question that's always in front of us, a question that's always looming. Will we take the time to see one another hear one another, experience the divine connectivity that can only be stirred up by doing life with one another so that we can see and know that we are God's family. I know that each and every one of us have a different story that has brought us into this room. I know that each and every one of us have different ways that our lives are going to move throughout the midst of a week from a Monday to Saturday. I know that each and every one of us have different things that we are praying about, and we've, we've prayed about them before this service. We're going to pray about them after this service. I, I, I know that there are some, some distinctly different ways that our lives have been nuanced, but despite that and because of that, God shows up to show us that we are family. I, I, I think of, again, going back to my experience this week where I heard stories that look like stories or sound like stories that I, I've already experienced here at Eastside. I, I, I can remember talking with, with young seminarians who their concerns in their communities around Sao Paulo are, 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 are not just about, okay, how do, I, how do I make it through seminary? But what does this journey look like when I look around and I see homelessness threatening some of my Brazilian brothers and sisters? I, I, I remember talking to a 10-year-old, to a 10-year-old girl who reminded me her energy and, her, and, and just her vivaciousness reminded me of my own daughter. And I'm watching her interact with her mother and trying to negotiate something that she wanted to do. And her mom was like, I don't know. And I'm thinking about my wife and my daughter. I'm like, okay, I feel like I am right at home. I, I, I think about another young man who I, I'm, I'm watching him lead. I'm watching how people just gather around him. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm thinking about not only my son and his friends, but, I, but, I'm, but I'm thinking about some of the youth I've already interacted with here at Eastside who just have that light and they just, they just draw people to them. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at the same story again. I, 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 I'm, I can remember having conversations, Dave, with those who recognize that as much of a light 
as the church already is, that there are so many ways that God wants the church's light to shine brighter. And it was again a moment of recognizing that this thing about the family of God, it transcends our local space. It transcends our national space. It is an experience that is happening all over the globe, all at the same time. And so the question, or the questions I have for us today. You know, sometimes we end messages in more of a didactic place where, you know, we'll say, hey, let's go forth and do this. But today, I don't want to end in that kind of space. I want to end more kind of landing in more of a Socratic space with some questions. Questions like, how will my existence as a member of the family of God, saved by grace, transformed by Christ's love, play out in the house where my address is today? How will my existence as a member of the family of God play out this week in the workplace? How will my existence as a member of the family of God play out when I meet strangers this week? How will the love that God has given me, how will it impact the way I interact with my classmates this week? How will it impact the ways that I receive good counsel from teachers and parents? How will it impact the way that I give good counsel to my children? How will it impact the way that I listen to my children? Children, I always wait for that moment right there. Yeah, I gave a disclaimer a couple weeks ago that sometimes I go from preaching to meddling, and that can be a preaching to meddling moment, but, but it's a very serious one. Because how are we listening to our children? What are we hearing God say about the gifts that live inside of them? Are we making sure that as parents and leaders that... Ooh, okay. Are we making sure that as parents and leaders we're not allowing our own fears to create fears for them? when God has called them to be the boundary breakers, when God has called them to be the difference makers in the family of God. And I know it's difficult because the love we have for them sometimes makes us want to be like that hen brooding over her chicks, covering them and protecting them at all costs. But let's go from the hen analogy to the eagle analogy. At some point, the mother eagle is going to say to the baby eagle, you were given those, ring, those wings for a reason. I'm going to use this beak to nudge you out of the nest, and I think you know what to do with them. So at some point, as part of the family of God, 
we have to not only nudge our children out of the nest so that their wings can spread and fly, but we have to nudge one another into greater acts of service, into, into greater acts of, of, of taking risk to be the difference makers God calls us to be, into greater acts sometimes of just sitting with one another so that we might find out that what God needs us to do to be a healing presence is not to have all the right words to say, but simply be in one another's presence because that's what family does. Sometimes family knows that all my family needs for me is to be there and to show up. I don't even need to say a word. And so today, as we think about what it means to be the household of God, as we think about today what it means to be the family of God, I simply ask us, How will we live in a way where we not only make a difference, but we make the difference in the lives of those we encounter? Because as I look across this room, I know that I am witnessing stories of God's love. I know that I am witnessing emanations of God's grace. As I look across this room, I know that I am looking at those who are called to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world. But the question is, will we be bold enough to live as the family of God in ways where we invite others to share this blessing of being incarnations of God's grace in human form. And so family, for now, that is the word of God for the people of God. And I say to each of us, thanks be to God. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? Siblings in Christ, um, good morning. Um, my name is Dave Logeman, and this morning I have the joy of leading us uh, in the prayers of the people. Um, I showed up this morning uh, feeling very weary. Um, it's, been a, it's been a long week, and maybe some of you also are feeling weary for a variety of different reasons. Um, but it is such a joy uh, to be with family. Um, really, really a joy to be with you this morning. Um, these next few moments are an opportunity for us to continue to weave our stories, our hearts together with one another and with God. It's an opportunity for us to lift up to God our burdens and our anxieties to things that make us weary and also to give thanks to God for all that God is doing in our lives and in this community 
and in our world. We'll also ask forgiveness for the ways that we've fallen short and we might have done damage purposefully or inadvertently to our neighbors and to our world. When you hear me say the words, Lord, in your mercy, I invite you to respond aloud with, hear our prayer. Let's pray. God of love, we are grateful for a fresh encounter with you this morning. When we gather together as a worshiping community, as a family, we are reminded of your deep and enduring love, which changes everything for us. And so we begin our prayer with simple gratitude. God, we also recognize that we have come together from so many different places with so many different thoughts and emotions accompanying us this morning. For those of us who arrived weary and in need of encouragement, we're grateful that you meet us here as a friend. For those of us living in uncertainty and seeking wisdom, we are grateful that you meet us as a divine counselor. For those whose hearts are full of joy and ready for celebration, we give thanks that you come to throw a divine party for those who are weary from the journey and in need of rest, we are grateful that you meet us as our refuge. For those of us who feel estranged and alone, we are grateful that you are our divine parent. For those of us who look around the world and feel cynical, we are grateful that you meet us here as a source of power and strength. For those whose past traumas still feel all too fresh, we are grateful that you come as a healer and an arbiter of justice. God, may all of us together have a fresh encounter with you on this day, learning again of your great love for us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of community, this morning we pray for this family that you have called us to, to Eastside Church. Help us to continually see every gift and every resource that you have given to us as an opportunity to serve others. We pray especially this morning for all of the ministries of Eastside, for our community pantry, our monthly shower truck, our children's and youth ministries, our Imago Day gatherings, our core groups, our partnership with the community of Ticolette and Haiti. And God, we ask that each of these would create space for your kingdom to take root. We pray also for the personal relationships that nurture and sustain this community, friendships that bind us to one another and therefore also closer to you. Help us to continue listening to, learning from, and worshiping alongside one another. Make Eastside a place of radical hospitality and God, give us the courage to open ourselves up fully to one another to be vulnerable in sharing both our joys and our sorrows, and to grow the deep roots of our relationships. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of justice, we recognize that in the midst of your great love, evil still persists in our world. We pray for our siblings, those whose voices we hear calling to us on the corner of Moreland and Metropolitan, as well as those on the other side of the planet who suffer needlessly. God, there are too many people in our communities who are ignored and overlooked and unheard. 
in the midst of their suffering, remind those of us who are comfortable that you, the Lord of all, chose to come into this world in the form of a helpless child born to an unwed teenage mother. God, may the story of your incarnation help us to see the divine in every person who might otherwise be named as an outsider, as disposable, as unwanted, as unimportant. May we humbly work alongside, not for, but alongside those on the margins to help bring your justice to this world. God, when we start feeling as though the problems of this world, of our society, the problems in our own hearts are too big for us to make a difference, give us the courage to dig in and to keep working, even if we see no signs of progress. May we enact your good rule every day in our neighborhoods, at our places of work, in our schools, even in our own hearts. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of reconciliation, the gospel reminds us this morning that your love was sent for the entire world, not just for a select few. In the midst of our deep divisions, God, we confess that we sometimes wish that you sent grace just for us and for those who think like us. But God, you promise new life to all. So help us to proclaim the truth, help us to work relentlessly for justice, but God, help us to do those things while we still love those who would do us harm. Let us live as citizens of your kingdom and abide by a hope and a vision for the future that unites us and lifts us above narrow loyalties. God, we ask not that you bless what we do, but instead that we do what you call blessed, to be peacemakers, to be humble in spirit, to seek justice, to pray for our enemies. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And now, God of righteousness, we turn our hearts to you in silent confession. We acknowledge that we, both individually and collectively as your church, have at times failed to do your will. And so, God, we confront our own failings in this moment, not for the sake of feeling the weight of shame, but, God, to make room for your grace to create something new within us. Hear us now as we silently confess to you. Family, hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were still sinners, and that proves God's love for us. In the name of Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord another hand of praise? Hallelujah. Karina and everyone, we thank you in advance for what's going to happen tonight. Rachel, thank you and your team for everything that occurred this morning in the kids' zone. Come on, let's give all of those individuals a hand of praise. Hallelujah. 
And so as we walk into our moment of benediction, keep in mind that on the last Sunday of this month, we're gonna celebrate some special people because right now, and, and, I, and I don't wanna do like the, the pastor math, like around seven or eight new members we've had within the last month and maybe there will be more by the end of the month that we're gonna celebrate on the last Sunday of this month because we're thankful for what God is doing in the midst of our life here at Eastside. And so in that same spirit, if there are those who feel led to plant roots here at Eastside, please come down after the service and we'll begin that process of receiving you and welcoming you to the family. Also, if there's someone who for the first time is feeling that unction to, to literally give your life to Christ, to, to dedicate your life to, to being a part of God's family, we will be down front waiting for you as well to welcome you and, and celebrate this bold decision that you will be making. And so in that spirit, family, let us stand and lift holy hands as we prepare to go out into the world being who God has called us to be. Let us lift hands to the Lord. Lord God, we thank you for, for grace and mercy. We thank you for the way that you have moved in spirit and in truth through prayers, through song, through the word that's been read, Lord God, through the word that was preached, but most importantly, God, through our gathering here, Lord. Remind us that everywhere we go this week, there is an opportunity for us to be salt and light and peace and love to be your family in this world, God. So inspire us, lift us, flow through us in ways where we live as salt and we live as light being vessels of transformation everywhere our feet stand. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Let's go in peace and go in love. We hope that you've enjoyed this week's message and we look forward to connecting with you soon. If you'd like to experience our full church services, you can find them at youtube.com slash eastsidechurchatl. And if you'd like to support the work we're doing here at Eastside, you can find our giving portal at our website, eastsideatl.org. Be well.